This archived broadcast of Janet Meffer Today is brought to you by Preborn. For $140, you can provide ultrasounds to five women in crisis pregnancies. Call now, 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229 or JanetMefford.com. This is Janet Mefford Today. Our confidence is in Christ alone. Are we going to stand with God come what may? If the Word of God says it, I believe it! And that's the way it is. And now, here is Janet Mefford. Thank you so much for joining us again. In the last several weeks, a lot of people have begun to wake up to the reality that big tech has too much power. When Twitter and Facebook can cancel the president of the United States, banning his accounts, and when Amazon and Apple can boot off the Internet, a social media site like Parler, which stands for free speech, you know that the country is moving into very dangerous waters. But before any of these latest events, Christians have been experiencing this kind of censorship and cancel culture with great intensity and yet not as much publicity. This censorship is especially targeted against Christians who take a biblical stance against homosexuality and the LGBT agenda and rightly say that people who have been involved in sexual brokenness can find freedom in Jesus Christ and leave those sins behind. Now, one of those people who has experienced a lot of canceling and yet has been promoting that very hopeful message of freedom in Jesus Christ is my next guest, Dr. David Kyle Foster. He is the executive director of Mastering Life Ministries and the author of several books, including Love Hunger. He produced and or directed the award-winning Pure Passion TV program for 10 years. And he's also the producer and or director of several award-winning documentaries, including Such Were Some of You and Transformed Finding Peace with Your God-Given Gender. And we're just so glad you could join us. David, thanks a lot for being here. Oh, it's great to be on your show. Well, it's good to have you here. I just figure this is a good place for everybody who's been canceled. And when I saw this email that you had sent out, your ministry email, and I was looking at what has been happening to you, I was really shocked by the scope of it. I mean, I know that a lot of people who've been involved in any sort of ex-gay ministry or ministry to people who are wrestling with sexual brokenness have taken it on the chin for a while. But Tell people a little bit about what's happened. All of these big tech, big companies that have been canceling different aspects of your ministry. What's happened to you? Well, it began several years ago with Vimeo. And we had, they were our number one site for our videos. We had 800 and some videos on there. And um, they just told us one day they were, uh, that we had to remove a certain video on homosexuality because it was hateful. Mm. And of course, anybody who knows our ministries knows that we're the last thing from hateful. We're, I mean, we're as kind and as gentle and as respectful as you can possibly be. So it wasn't hate they were objecting to. It was our perspective on human sexuality and the idea that um, a homosexual who wants to find healing and transformation can find it through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So I emailed them back and I said, look, uh, I know you disagree on this topic, but we have most of our videos are on sex trafficking and child abuse and all kinds of issues. And we've gotten emails from people saying that they didn't commit suicide because they had watched one of our videos. And I said, if you take us down, you're going to remove all of that help to people, some of whom are, are on the verge of taking their own lives. And they couldn't have cared less. They took us down anyway. After that, uh, YouTube began censoring various videos. Uh, Google and um, 
uh, Facebook started censoring our posts. Um, they would not allow us to boost posts or advertise posts or um, some posts um, didn't even appear on other people's uh, sites. They throttled the website. So we went from hundreds and thousands of views and comments per posting to four or five. Wow. So they are, they, are, they are doing a form of censorship uh, where they're not even telling you they're censoring you anymore. Yeah. For example, Facebook, um, they just took our account down and they didn't alert us that they were going to do it. They didn't alert us that they did it. They didn't tell us why they did it. They just did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you get to be a certain size on these social media sites and you are teaching things that disagree with the liberal agenda, uh, they will make any excuse to get rid of you. I mean, they've taken down Gifts and Go in the last few days, yes, which is a major Christian fund, fundraising platform. Taken down Parlor. They've um, they've taken down Restored Hope Network's public page. Right. Um, it's all it's an all out assault against anyone who's conservative, especially anyone who's Christian. Yep. So it's if if people don't do something now. The next thing will be, if you dare to say on Facebook that Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation, they'll take you down for that. And that's what's coming. Well, you're right about all of that. And I'm really sorry that you've, you know, had so much of this go on with your ministry, because obviously that affects the number of people who can be helped, but it also affects your ability to reach more people. One thing that's curious uh, that I'm curious about is I know with Amazon, for example, I think it was within the last year or two, they started to go after books and books in particular that were, you know, sharing the same message that you do about people being able to leave homosexuality, finding hope in Christ but also secular books that were conveying the same message, like Narth. And um, they ended up censoring these books and no longer offering them on Amazon, even though they offer Mein Kampf to this day. You can get that, but you can't get some of these books saying that you can leave homosexuality. And it turns out one gay activist was responsible for getting Amazon to do that. Do you have any information that leads you to believe that you were complained about by gay activists and that was kind of what set the ball rolling? Oh, yes. Um, We got an email. We got numbers of emails uh, during the Vimeo debacle uh, telling us that they were going to take us down from every social media site that existed. And what they do is when when you get too large and you're influencing too many people, uh, they will um, then target you and they'll put the word out to all of their connected peoples to write YouTube or write Facebook and complain and say that we're hateful and and so forth and so on and um, and the social media sites won't even check into it they'll just go along with the uh, the gay activists and and take it down without any investigation whatsoever I know that um, the head of Apple is is a gay man so yeah. there's been a lot of problems with uh, Christian conservatives getting approved for iPhone apps and uh, various things that Apple controls. So Apple is going going off the rails as well. I mean, they were one of the parties that took down um, 
parlor. Yes, right. Yeah, that's um, right. Well, Amazon, here's another thing, because you had said that Amazon removed your Amazon Fire TV streaming channel, claiming that you yeah. incite hate speech and violence and support groups like the Ku Klux Klan. Where in the world are they yeah. getting that information? That's insane. They're just making it up. And they know the media is completely on their side and is not going to do a thing about it. So they just tell the big lie over and over and over again. It's like Goebbels once said in the Nazi regime that if you, if you tell a lie big enough and often enough, people will simply believe it, especially if you're controlling all of the media. Yeah, you're right. Now, have you found any alternatives for getting your message out? I know clearly if you're off some of these huge platforms, it wouldn't be as big of a platform that you could go to as an alternative. But how have you coped with all of this? Yeah, we're we're getting ready for the inevitability that we'll be taken down from every large site. We no longer have our websites or anything on anything associated with Apple, Google, Facebook, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, because that's what happened to um, uh, to Give, Send, Go. Um, they had been on a platform that was owned by one of those giants, Amazon, I think, uh, which was a big mistake because eventually Amazon and all those people are going to take every conservative Christian down. Yeah. So I've been searching them out. LinkedIn has been pretty good in terms of not censoring us. There's a, a site called Zapit, X-A-P-I-T, there's one called USA Life. There's one called Faith Social. We went on Parlor. There's another one called MeWe. Mm-hmm. So we've gone on all of those, and we're just waiting to see which one becomes a dominant and make that our primary site. Well, you have to find some place to go, no doubt about it. We're going to pause for a break with David Kyle Foster. We'll be back on Janet Meffer today right after this. The healthcare open enrollment period has ended in most states. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare. As a member of Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community that comes together to share their medical expenses. You can sign up now with memberships starting as early as the following month. And there are no contracts or commitments. Programs start as low as $349 per month. And there's no network, so you can choose your own doctors and hospitals. Liberty HealthShare is a nonprofit ministry, not in insurance. So your money goes toward helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you too. You can feel good knowing you're part of a community of like-minded individuals who understand the importance of people coming together to bear one another's burdens. Find out more at libertyhealthshare.org JMT. That's libertyhealthshare.org JMT or 855-585-4237. This is Janet Mefford for Bible League International. Mabel walks 18 miles to church every Sunday. She lives in Zimbabwe, where churches are widely scattered in remote regions of this African country. That's one reason why she travels so far. The other reason she walks nine miles each way is that the gospel has truly captured her heart. After coming to faith in Jesus Christ, 
Mabel reads and studies her Bible, and she's discovered that the gospel is meant to be shared with others. So with the help of Bible League International, she's learning to share her faith, and she's helping to see a church develop closer to her village. Bibles are desperately needed in Africa and around the world right now, and you can send one to a Bibleist believer today for only $5, or $50 will send 10 Bibles. Become a Bible sender today by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-W-O-R-D. 800-YES-WORD. Or there's a banner to click at JanetMefford.com. You're listening to Janet Mefford today. And now, here's Janet. Did you ever think in the United States of America we would see what we're seeing right now? Mass censorship, mass viewpoint discrimination. And on the left, there doesn't seem to be any real shrug of the shoulders, much less any outrage. Dr. David Kyle Foster is with us. He is executive director of Mastering Life Ministries. And his ministry is a wonderful one that reaches out to people in sexual brokenness and brings the hope of Jesus Christ to those who are struggling with homosexuality and other similar aspects of the LGBT spectrum. And this is just such an important thing you're doing, David. You you had said that you have found a home on some of these lesser known social media platforms, but you're right. We all have to be concerned about where the censorship ends up. I mean, so far we've had how many congressional hearings and they haven't done anything to Twitter or Facebook thus far. I mean, do you think that the government really has the will to step in and to stop these monopolies from being able to cancel everybody else? I don't think the coming administration has that will at all, even though there are there are liberals who support the idea that um, Facebook and Amazon and all these companies should be broken up under antitrust legislation. Right. And uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee is, is one of the point people in the Congress, although she's a Republican and she probably won't be listened to much anymore. But uh <laughs> They're trying to get some antitrust legislation through because these companies dominate and control social discourse yeah. all over the world. Yeah. They are they are um, utilities. They're no longer just private companies. They they control entire sectors of the community. For example, uh, just today, I had posted a a comment on on Facebook that says. If big tech can shut down platforms, apps, and websites, why do we still have child porn? Hmm. And uh, Facebook put a notice on that saying it was missing the con. It was missing context, and therefore, and therefore, they would not allow it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) And of course, PayPal is now beginning to censor places like Give, Send, Go. Yeah. It's really scary. I mean, we had with our God's Voice conference, which we put on a couple of years ago, and this was the same message that you're putting out. We were, you know, giving people hope in Jesus Christ and the issue of homosexuality and standing on the word of God in this whole situation. We were stripped off Vimeo and the church that hosted us had its account canceled. I think they subsequently put them back up minus our videos. But I I wonder how far it will go. I mean, it's not going to stop with ministries like yours. I wonder, you know, our churches next. Do you do you think it would go? that far? Yes. I, I predict that within a couple of years, if you say Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation, you will be censored. It's going to, it's, it's always progressive. It starts with the one, with the people who are so small that the church is really not going to respond appropriately because they're so busy. Yeah. But then when they start 
censoring the churches and the pastors, then something will get started to do something about it, I hope. Yeah, it's scary out there. You also said because of a lack of funding, you're having to remove your cross.tv slash lightcast, this number one Christian video platform. So is this a result of not being able to get your message out there enough in order to keep donors coming? Is that would you say this is a direct result of this censorship? Well, we were on Cross TV, which is a wonderful um, international website, the largest one Christian web social media website in the world, and fantastic organization. But we couldn't afford any anymore to stay on because, uh, like for example, Amazon Fire took our app down with them. I suspect Apple is going to do that as well eventually. Um, COVID-19 was a part of it, but our income just plummeted. I think uh, we weren't reaching people anymore. Um, so it was a combination of COVID and censorship and uh, who knows what else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it was a perfect storm for us. And so we're, we're kind of struggling these oh, days. Oh, man, I hate hearing that. How are you getting your message out right now? I know you mentioned these alternative social media platforms, but is email becoming a main way or snail mail? How are you reaching people now? Well, we used to uh, rent a mailing list to pastors and such as that, but we can't afford to do that anymore. So now we're relegated to, uh, as you say, emails on the, on, the, on the limited email list we have for pastors and ministries and such. Um, I'm also writing a whole lot more articles on uh, Crosswalk and uh, Charisma and uh, The Stream and all of these uh, internet uh, magazines. Yep. I'm writing one now for the Charisma print magazine, and uh, we're also putting together uh, a series of ebooks that we're giving out for free on our website, which is masteringlife.org. Uh, they can go there and read, I think we have a half dozen or a dozen up there already. Uh, we're about to publish a major study guide as a free ebook um, that covers all of the videos we've made. And uh, it gives study questions for any kind of a leader or support group leader, Sunday school teacher who's running a group. They can watch the video and then go through the study guide as a group. Another thing we've done is we transferred all of our media, all of our videos to Restored Hope Network. Okay. They now own them. And, um, and so, uh, so we're sort of divesting ourselves from some of what we have because we can't afford to maintain it anymore. We're no longer able to make new videos anymore either, which is very sad because we had a We've done three documentaries. We, we had a fourth one in the works <sighs> that covered female sexual brokenness. Oh, wow. And we had all the interviews done, ready to edit and produce it, and, and then the bottom dropped out. So, so we're, we're trying to find every way we can to keep the message going. Well, you have to. You know, I've seen all of your documentaries. They are phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and are so powerful. All the testimonies that are shared in some of those documentaries, you know, that message is incredibly important because you're not going to get that in the mainstream media. That's the whole point of why those stories need to get out in various formats, whether it's a documentary or through some kind of big tech device app or what have you. And I'm wondering 
wondering if you could speak to that issue, David, just a little bit, given your own testimony and given the many, many people you've worked with over the years who have left homosexuality behind. Why is this kind of ministry and your ministry in particular so vital at this particular time? Uh, It's vital because God is being mocked through sexual immorality. I mean, the whole purpose of human sexuality, and you can read a whole ebook on this on our website called The Divine Marriage, the whole purpose of creating us male and female is to create a, uh, a covenanted marriage between a man and a woman that will reflect the eventual marriage between Christ and the Church. And so when you distort human sexual expression, identity, whatever, you're actually mocking the very image of God in man. And I think that's why Satan has targeted sexuality so heavily, because it's a very subtle way that most people miss that he's mocking God's uh, name and his image. Yes. And so it's more vital than ever that we get the message out. I, I think most people, even in the church now, are resigned to the fact that they're sexually broken, they don't know how to get help, um, they're afraid to tell anyone because of the embarrassment. And so it's, it's the parachurch ministries that really step into that void because they can be contacted anonymously or privately and get the help they need that is specialized. And when you take away that element of the church, um, there's no help for these people, which number 60%, even in the body of Christ. Their sexual brokenness, whether being child abused, uh, sex trafficked, homosexual, transsexual, sex addict, if you add up all the numbers in the church, much less the world, uh, you have 60% of Christians sexually broken, Mm -hmm. and the world is trying to remove any idea that it's possible to change, that it should change, and, and... they win if they do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, again, masteringlife.org is the website for Mastering Life Ministries. Very quickly before we run out of time, David, I also wanted to mention your religious declaration on human sexual morality. You've got this great statement that you've put out. You're trying to gather together believers who will stand against this growing apostasy on the issue of sexual morality. Tell us just briefly about that particular statement and why that's an important thing right now. In the Bible, if you look at, at the Old Testament prophets in particular, um, Jeremiah, for example, yeah. I mean, he was called upon by God to bear witness to the truth in a culture that was not going to listen to him. Uh, but God wanted him to bear witness to the truth anyway, so that all righteousness would be fulfilled. In other words, when the final judgment comes down and people are making their very various excuses for for why they should go to heaven. Um, all God has to do is say, you know, I told you. I told you through dozens of prophets. I told you through my word. My judgment of your future is perfectly just. Mm. And so even though we're in a situation where probably nobody in the secular world is going to listen to such a statement, it needs to be made anyway so that all righteousness can be fulfilled. 
Well, I think that is just a tremendous thing, and I think it does need to get out there, and I want to give out the uh, link here to it. It's masteringlife.org slash resources slash morality hyphen statement. Masteringlife.org slash resources slash morality hyphen statement, and I hope that's up to date, right, David? Is that correct, the one I just gave out? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. And we've got, we've got such stellar leaders as J.I. Packer and John Stott, some of whom have passed away, but we've got major names who are signing on to this, and I hope your listeners will come and sign as well. Well, absolutely. Again, you can go to masteringlife.org. Wonderful ministry, Mastering Life Ministries with uh, Dr. David Kyle Foster. David, God bless you. Keep up the good work, and thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jenny. You bet. God bless you. We'll be back. This archived broadcast of Janet Mefford Today is brought to you by Preborn. For $140, you can provide ultrasounds to five women in crisis pregnancies. Call now, 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229 or JanetMefford.com. This is Janet Mefford Today. And now, here's your host, Janet Mefford. Welcome back. I want to talk to you a little bit about what the left is up to on this inauguration day. The left is always up to a lot, but I want to draw your attention to propaganda and some propaganda in particular. You might have been on social media this week and noticed that there was a hashtag trending on Twitter, Trump's new army. This is a micro movie put out by an outfit called 11 Films. It's based in Portland by these two people, married people, married couple can't find a last name on these people, James and Tiffany. Tiffany apparently was part of the Occupy movement there. You know, she's super far radical left. And I guess he's going right along with it, according to an interview that I read with this couple. But I want to play for you what these leftist activists are trying to say and trying to communicate to the leftist base. And this matters because they have spent so much time on the left trying to absolutely demonize everybody who is on the right based on the actions of some crazies in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. So I want to play for you a little bit of this mini movie, Trump's New Army. Listen to cut one. On or before January 20th, Donald Trump will no longer be the commander in chief. He will lose control of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Special Forces, and America's nuclear arsenal. On January 20th, Donald Trump will become the commander-in-chief of a different Army. This Army. The greatest threat facing America today comes from within. Radical extreme conservatives, also known as domestic terrorists. They are hidden among us, disguised behind regular jobs. They are your children's teachers. They work at supermarkets, malls, doctor's offices, and many are police officers and soldiers. For more than a decade, Donald Trump has spoken directly to white supremacists in their language. Build that wall! Build that wall! Build that wall! Pocahontas, is it offensive? Oh, oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. In the middle of a presidential debate, Donald Trump was asked to disavow white supremacy. He refused. Instead, he told the Proud Boys to stand back and stand by. Proud Proud Boys, Boys. stand back and stand by. They heard their leader. They even responded to him on Twitter, promising to stand by. And on January 6, 2021, Trump greenlit them. 
They suited up. They flew in. They took hotel rooms. They loaded their weapons, prepared their bombs, and they attacked with the intention of killing Nancy Pelosi and hanging Vice President Mike Pence. They were vocally saying, "Where's the speaker? We know she has staff. They're here someplace. We're going to find them." Okay, the Soviet propaganda machine had nothing on these filmmakers. I'm just waiting for them to be sued because there is so much in the way of disinformation, intentional, I have to believe, disinformation and flat out lies and things taken out of context. Let me address a couple of these. First of all, I do agree with them. The greatest threat right now is from within, but it's not on the right. I'm not saying there aren't bad actors who are part of the Trump movement. There are, but they never want to talk about the left. They never want to. They're in Portland. Let's talk about Antifa. Any problems with Antifa? Any problems setting fire to a federal courthouse or killing a Trump supporter in the streets? That didn't get mentioned in that portion of the audio that you heard just there. So it's, it's incredible. The demonization. Listen to these people. They work as teachers. They hide behind regular jobs. You know, what is this doing? This is trying to make people think that everybody on the right is a secret domestic terrorist. This is exactly what they're trying to put out there to discredit, but to demonize people. Where do you think this is going to lead? Where is this going to lead? And the lies saying that President Trump never disavowed white supremacists referencing one debate. He came out after that. I saw the video compilations. We've played the number of times that President Trump has disavowed white supremacists and white supremacy. I think it's something like 25 times he's done it. It doesn't matter to the left. They will seize one little thing, rip it out of context and try to go for maximum effect in putting forward this fake news and disinformation that in this climate could turn absolutely violent. And yet these are the people lecturing the right about violence when the masses of people who turned out for the January 6th rally weren't violent at all. And we're trying to stop some of these crazies. So it's just nuts. Now, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi, because he included there a cut from the House Speaker talking about how horrible this all is. Well, Remember what Nancy Pelosi said about the issue of uprisings? Listen to this. This is cut two. We had a, a hearing on uh, a subject related to this asylum seeker, refugees, etc. Uh, the American, the Association of Evangelicals, the evangelicals testified that asylum refugees and asylum—that is the—they called it the crown jewel of America's humanitarianism crown jewel of American humanitarianism. And in order to do away with that crown jewel, they're doing away with children being with their moms. This is, I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be when people realize uh, that this is a policy that they defend. It's a horrible thing. And I don't see any prospect for legislation here. Hmm, that's interesting. Is that inciting violence? Is that inciting any sort of dangerous activity across America? No, because when the left does it, it's just good. It's just good and right. And let me talk to you a little bit about what she was referencing. Back in 2017, in February, they had a panel. There were seven panelists at a House briefing on refugee resettlement. And this is, again, going back to President Trump's ban on refugees coming in from terror-linked countries. That's an important distinction, which obviously is not mentioned in that mini-movie that you heard. Galen Carey, 
The vice president of government relations at the National Association of Evangelicals was one of those seven panelists. His actual quote, she got the quote wrong. His actual quote was the U.S. refugee resettlement program is the crown jewel of American exceptionalism. Now, what's interesting about this is what she also didn't mention. Who is the arm of the NAE? Oh, yeah. World Relief. World Relief is the relief arm of the National Association of Evangelicals going back many decades, founded as the War Relief Commission of the National Association of Evangelicals. And if you've listened to me long enough, you know exactly what the deal is with World Relief. World Relief is one of these VOLAGs, the voluntary agencies that are basically federal government contractors. And in 2015, for example, World Relief received 70.6% of its budget from government grants. Think about that for a moment. And here's another thing, a job site, uh, Zipia, I've not heard of it before, but it's a job site, rates companies and ranks companies. They pointed out that World Relief, the people who work at World World Relief, according to this website, 85% of them are members of the Democratic Party. Do you really think this is a really good representation of all evangelicals? Of course not. But here's what's even more important. World Relief hurt a lot when President Trump put into place that particular ban. When he did what he did to make sure that we have, as a national security protection, better vetting on who comes into this country, they lost a lot of cash. Now, why didn't Nancy mention that? You have this person she quoted being part of the World Relief Organization that has as its relief arm, World Relief, which benefits from government money, and lots of it in order to keep afloat. And in fact, they had to lay people off. They had to close offices. It was not good financially for them. But they have a vested interest in keeping the refugee resettlement machine going because that's how they make cash. Now, why isn't this revealed by the House Speaker? Because it's not convenient for her to tell you that. What she was trying to say when she was saying, I don't know why there aren't uprisings, inciting evangelicals. She can't stand evangelicals, at least the type who don't vote for Democrats. Oh, even the evangelicals understand how important this is. We know exactly what they're doing. Just witness what's going on in Guatemala with the new crowd of people coming up towards our border. What do you think is going on? We know exactly what these people are all about. We know exactly what the Democrat Party has done with the issue of immigration. They want to make sure that no Republican ever gets into the White House ever again. We already know their agenda. Just look at the mob from Guatemala coming up. Why do you think they timed it? with the ascension of Joe Biden to the presidency. They just, you know, came up with it at the last minute. Gee, today looks like a good day to get about 10,000 of my friends and head for the U.S. border. Oh, and it just happens to coincide with Joe Biden becoming president of the United States. We're wise to you, leftists. There's a lot more to come on Janet Meffer today. Stay with us. Hi. 
Hi, this is Janet Mefford. When it comes to choice, the Ministry of Preborn offers the ultimate life-saving choice by providing a free ultrasound to an abortion-minded mother, all to introduce her to her preborn baby. And when she sees her baby on ultrasound and hears that baby's heartbeat, in eight out of 10 cases, that mom will choose life. I got to hear how strong her heartbeat was. I was like, I felt like she was supposed to be here. And it didn't matter what anybody else told me. And all that mattered was that I was blessed with the ability to carry life inside of my body. And that baby was supposed to be here for something. And that was all that mattered. Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood, and it's making a difference every day. The Ministry of Preborn reaches into the darkest corners and finds women in need to help them embrace motherhood. But the mission of Preborn is more than just a ministry to save babies. Its purpose is to glorify Jesus Christ by equipping pregnancy centers nationwide to help save both babies and souls. As Preborn puts thousands of ultrasounds into more pregnancy centers and counsels women, the ministry is also leading these moms to Christ. In 2020 alone, over 31,000 babies were saved and over 6,500 women came to the Lord. I'm going to keep my baby and I'm going to be a great mom. This Sanctity of Human Life Month, we honor the preborn by helping moms in crisis choose life for their preborn babies. Would you please join with Preborn and Janet Mefford today to help choose life for 350 babies this month? All gifts are tax deductible. One ultrasound session costs $28 and $140 will sponsor five ultrasounds. Any gift of any amount will help. $100, $200, or even $1,000. You can call now, 855-402 baby 855-402 baby that's 855-402-2229 or there's a banner to click at janetmefford.com thank you for your gift you're listening to janet mefford today and now here's janet Welcome back. I'm telling you about this mini movie, Trump's New Army, that's gotten some play on social media. And it's bad. It's not just bad because it's just bad. It's leftist propaganda. But it's also bad to see more and more people openly declaring their hatred of the right. We used to be e pluribus unum to some extent. We all loved our country. We all want our country to succeed. We all agree on fundamental American ideals. No longer no longer. So we had the resistance under President Trump and now Trump's new army. And this is the opinion of these Portland filmmakers who put this thing out. And one of the things that they pointed out in the course of that little audio clip that I played for you a few minutes ago was President Trump saying, I'm going to ban all Muslims. Now, what's interesting is when they did an interview with this KinoEye.com, I was reading this article, they said, oh, I don't believe we've ever taken something that Trump has said and used it out of context. Yes, we have an agenda. And yes, this man, James, says, I believe that what he's doing is wrong, but I'm not taking anything Trump has said or anything any of the other people that have said and used it out of context. Well, yeah, you actually did. You actually did. Let's go back to what President Trump said regarding this Muslim ban, which is the phrase that they love to use on the left. This is cut three. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what was going on. You have no choice. We have no choice. What do these filmmakers do? They cut out the part where he said, until we figure out what's going on. They just cut that out. I want a complete ban, period, end of story. That is taking him out of context. Now, let's listen to some more audio of President Trump. This is an interview that he did with Jake Tapper. 
And Jake Tapper asked him about this ban, and Trump even said his Muslim friends were on board. Listen to cut four. I have many friends that are Muslims, and I will tell you, they are so happy that I did this because they know they have a problem. There is a problem. Your Muslim friends Radicalized. are happy? I have many friends and at the highest level, and they're great. I have partners that are Muslim. I have unbelievable they relationships. They support a ban on Muslims They the said, no. They said, it's about time that somebody spoke up as to radicalism. You have radicalism in this country. It's here, and it's trying to come through. I just read where ISIS has gotten a hold of a passport printing machine for the migrants to get them into the United States. Now, maybe that's true, maybe it's not. It's an early report. But how crazy are we allowing ourselves to be subject to this kind of terror? All right, Tapper goes on. I want you to listen to the rest of this segment. Cut five. I don't think anyone doubts that that radical Islam is is a big problem. Um, But I think the question is, is your proposed solution a good thing or not? Let let, let me just... Well, you know, in my solution, you know it's a temporary. It's a temporary solution. Until when? Obviously, well, till we get our hands around the problem. We have a real problem. We have people coming into the country, getting into airplanes and flying them into the World Trade Center. Look at Russia. That was a problem. I mean, with the airplane coming down, we have all over... You look at California, this woman comes in, this horrendous woman comes into the country, radicalized. She gets through on a fiancé passport. I never even heard of a fiancé, a fiancé visa. And she comes in, she's with the guy, and they just killed 14 people with more to come because there are people so badly hurt that they're going to be dying also. So we have to get our act together. Again, my relationship with the Muslim community is excellent. I've had people call me at the highest level saying you're doing us a favor because they know they have a problem very well. I mean, they really know they have a problem. But they don't support the ban, you said. They don't support stopping all Muslims. They just like the idea that somebody's talking about it. You know, nobody talks about it. It's not politically correct. Now, do you get a different impression of the motivation of President Trump when you hear all of those cuts of what he actually had to say. He initially wanted to have this ban until they could figure out what was going on. Then he modified it and it ended up, you know, and he fought it all through the courts. We remember all the litigation that took place. But his bottom line was he wanted to protect the United States. It was a national security concern. He didn't do an across the board Muslim ban from every Muslim country in the world, Muslim majority country, I should say. It was to protect the American people. Isn't that the job of the president? Do you remember how many terrorist attacks we had under the Obama administration? Do you remember the San Bernardino attack and the Fort Hood attack and the gay nightclub in Orlando? Remember all that? It all took place under the Obama administration, and we're all supposed to forget that. I don't remember any significant terror attacks under the Trump administration. So what are we to make of that? More from the Trump's new army trailer. I want you to hear the rest of this micro movie put out by these leftist Portland filmmakers and listen for the propaganda. Here's cut six. In the years ahead, Trump will lead his army of domestic terrorists. He will encourage and incite violence. He will play the role of arsonist and fireman. He will start a civil war and then say things were more peaceful when he was president. We have to fight back. In this new war, the battlefield has changes. Computers can be more valuable than guns. And this is what we need now more than ever, an army of citizen detectives. I'm proposing we form a citizen army. Our weapons will be computers and cell phones. We, who are monitoring extremists on the internet and reporting their findings to authorities. Remember, before the Navy SEALs killed Osama bin Laden, he had to be found. 
He was found by a CIA analyst working on a computer thousands of miles away. It's up to you. They make no distinctions between the people who were arrested for breaching the Capitol lawlessly and the people who were there because they love the United States and they supported President Trump and his policies for four years. And they actually do believe, based on evidence, that there was fraud in the election. And in America, at least the America in which I grew up, you were allowed to believe whatever you wanted. Remember that back the free speech movement back in Berkeley liberals? Do you remember that? Free speech, freedom of thought, freedom of religion. You can think and believe the way that you want to think and believe in the United States of America without being demonized for it. If somebody commits a crime, they should be arrested. If they're convicted in a court of law, there should be punishment, fines or jail time or what have you based on the, the, the extreme nature of that particular crime. Nobody is disputing that. What they're basically doing is we're going to come after everybody on the right. We're going to come after everybody who voted for Donald Trump. And yet they're the anti-fascists. This, I'm telling you, the Soviet propaganda machine, as I said earlier, couldn't have done a better job. They are turning truth on its head at every single juncture. And you better not buy into it for one single solitary minute. But you better be prepared for these people because they are ruthless and they are coming for you. And we've already seen this with Twitter and with Apple and with Google and with Facebook. And you know this. Because of what David Kyle Foster said, cancel culture is cool, baby. It's cool. Take your political opponents and you not only censor them so we have one narrative on the Internet, but we make sure that we go after them. And for all of you conservatives and Christians who may have a social media account or a website or some web presence where we can ferret out what your beliefs are and you happen to be for God and country, oh, that citizen army's coming for you because you're domestic terrorists. Does that scare you at all? That there is an entire movement of people, the resistance, who are not done with you yet. It wasn't enough that Biden could become president and they could get their way again and seize control through an election. We'll, we'll put that aside for a moment, all the details. But they won an election. These people won elections. And so they're in the Congress. They've got the Senate. They've got the House. They've got the White House. They don't have the Supreme Court. I'm sure that's to come. But here they have it all. Why do they have to silence dissent when they're controlling everything? Just ask yourself that question and ask yourself why it is the case that they don't want to talk about the violence on the left. Let's go back to Martha McCallum's interview in June with Hank Newsom of Black Lives Matter, Greater New York. Listen to Cut 7. Obviously, uh, you know, people watch what you say in that video that you want to now shove legislation down people's throats now that you have everyone's attention. And you also have called, uh, said that violence is sometimes necessary in these situations. What exactly is it that you hope to achieve through violence? Wow. Um, It's interesting that you would pose that question like that because this country is built upon violence. What was the American Revolution? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's our our diplomacy across the globe? We go in and we blow up countries and we replace their leaders with leaders who we like. So for any American to accuse us of being violent, it's extremely hypocritical. Okay, there you have it. So you have a Black Lives Matter activist who says there's a time and place for violence. And you have the House Speaker talking about the need for uprisings and endless other examples from the left of how when their side is doing it, it's patriotism, apparently. And I'm looking at a story here from Axios that goes back all the way to September, I believe it was, of last year. One billion dollars plus riot damage is the most expensive in insurance history at the hand of the left, folks, at the hand of the left. 
Don't be deceived. Be wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. By the way, we are making some progress on our support for preborn. Please help save an unborn baby's life. You can give a gift of $28 and it will pay for one free ultrasound session for a woman in a crisis pregnancy. 855-402-BABY is the number to call. 855-402-2229 or there's a banner to click at JanetMefford.com. And we hope and pray during the Sanctity of Human Life Month that you will participate and help save the lives of these precious ones. Thank you for being with us and we'll see you next time. 